0: All right, guys, what's going on? It's Manu Mateo. Welcome back to the channel. We have some interesting things to talk about here. Uh, Still working on the digital currency group videos. We've got like, you know, five pages of things going on. I mean, they've invested in like 100 companies. So I'm looking into all the companies just to make it as comprehensive a report as I possibly can. And yeah, you're going to really run for the hills when you see this report. And you're going to be like, okay, Monero is key. We got to spread the word as fast as possible. Like me with this channel, and I'm sure with a lot of you with your own operations going on, I think you've come to realize just how important this movement is, this Madero First Movement, or whatever it is you want to call it, the Freedom Coin Movement. We need to get people into these things because the clamps are coming down, and we're going to talk about that in today's video. And it is going to become absolutely necessary for us to set up these parallel economies and get people off of these surveillance systems which is essentially what these things are turning into a lot of these cryptos and the interoperability of these cryptos with artificial intelligence and with uh different tax systems which are going to be codified into code and made interoperable with smart contracts and with a lot of these public blockchains and things like this right so we're going to get into that with the digital currency group video we're going to get into that here uh but yeah yep 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 and uh regarding this there is some news that came out today we'll talk about it in this video more so but mastercard had purchased uh cypher trace and cypher trace, as a lot of you are probably aware especially if you watch this channel is a group which is responsible for doing on-chain analytics uh on blockchains like bitcoin and ethereum and then they sell that data to governments and exchanges and to financial institutions and so we're going to see more consolidation of the new global financial system with the legacy financial system. A lot of these different projects, which we're going to get into in regards to digital currency group are being amalgamated and consolidated into, uh, firms like PayPal, MasterCard, Visa, different banks. And so, yeah, that's coming. And that's something to absolutely be aware of. This is going to play into digital ID and this is going to play into, uh, uh, passports and stuff like that, which we'll get to here. So let's go ahead and get into the content. Um, guys, remember this is key information. If you find it key, please like the video. Please make sure that you subscribe. Uh, we're all about freedom here. We're all about this movement and you're going to get information here that I really don't think you're getting anywhere else, except for the money today show. We love the money today show. I should be doing an interview with him on Monday. If that can't happen because of some other reason, because I'm super busy right now, that Uh, will be rescheduled to sometime, which is soon, right? So we're going to be doing an interview with him. Go ahead and enter, go ahead and subscribe to him. And go ahead and support the channel by checking out the addresses below for the different cryptos. And so, yeah, let's get into this, guys. Let's get into this. This is very important. So some news came out today about the president and the Department of Labor and the executive branch in general saying that they are going to be mandating that any companies that have over 100 employees, everyone has to get the stabby. Everyone has to get the medical procedure. And so uh, that's going to be pretty problematic. And he's also mandated this for all federal workers and contractors. So that's tens of millions more people who are going to have to get this uh, uh, particular medical procedure. And I said in response to this, I said... Uh, So at a time where the U.S. is experiencing a significant labor shortages causing supply chain issues, we're now going to add a medical barrier of entry that could prevent 50 to 75 million potential laborers into a significant part of the workforce. So this is not smart. Um, And, you know, this is assuming that they're trying to be smart. I'm not convinced that's the case. There is certainly another agenda going on that has nothing to do with public health. A lot of this has to do with... What we've talked about a lot here on this channel, which is onboarding people into this new surveillance system, which is going to be integrated into the global scientific dictatorship. And so uh, a lot of this is going to require sacrifice. It's going to require a lot of hiccups and pain on the behalf of the middle class and the population at large. Uh, And unfortunately, a lot of people just aren't tuned into the different Uh, dynamics that are at play here and so I said in response to this I said that parallel economies must be built for this new excluded class of laborers because a lot of people just aren't going to get this medical procedure Uh, I'm not going to get the medical procedure I'll just tell you straight up I haven't gotten this medical procedure it doesn't look safe to me I've read that there are significant health consequences which are had on behalf of a lot of people um, who have this procedure and uh I see no upside. I mean, I I've had the healthiest year of my life over the last year. Uh I haven't been sick with anything at all. I work out every day. I eat healthy foods, you know, for the m- most part. You know, I like fast food a little bit. Okay, fine. But I uh don't see any reason I should get this. And maybe I have already gotten in which case I have natural immunity, which is better than any uh, you know, stab your medical procedure in regards to this that you can get. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people aren't going to get this stuff. They're going to do religious exemptions because I hear that there are certain facets of these medicines that uh, have things in them uh, from babies, right? If we just put it that way, that is not good. And I was actually talking to my spiritual father about this. He's like, yeah, we believe under undercover right that it's a sin to get this medical procedure and i'll leave that up to you guys to determine but that's what he says given what the ingredients are for some of these things so i'm not gonna get it but if you get it you do you i know people who are fine from it and you know whatever but uh So we're going to need to build an economy for these people who are going to be left out of this financial system. And if you think that's crazy, they've already talked about this, okay? And we're going to get to that later, where in Australia and in Canada, they're literally saying, if you don't have this procedure, you are going to be locked out of the economy. You're not going to be able to transact. You're not going to be able to get government benefits. And so this is a huge deal. And so we need to have businesses and have individuals Yeah, individuals get onboarded to another economic system, which is more free market, which is more uh, open to people of all different uh, walks of life and all different perspectives to be onboarded. And so I said this must be done. A different currency must underlie this parallel economy. It must be private, fungible, quick, and easy to use. Monero first. Arr! Pirate Chain. Yes, and you know what's funny? I have more people who comment on these videos who love Pirate Chain than... Monero, it seems like. Uh, If that's not the case, let me know. But I see pirate chain comments all the time. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, But it's just the truth, right? And I've heard more about Epic Cash and some of these other things. We'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, Monero first is still going to be the flag. Uh, Yeah. So Glenn Greenwald, he says that the president has the power acting alone to set health policies for private employers, forcing them to fire their workers who don't comply, question mark we've allowed presidential powers to become virtually limitless. Yeah. And we're going through this Caesarian phase or Caesarian phase of the life arc of America, uh, where we're now entering into the uh, imperial stage of things, the dictatorial stage of things. And, The empire isn't going to last like it did in the Roman uh, era. You know, I was kind of comparing this with Rome. In Rome, for the first 400, 500 years, you had a republic. And then when Caesar came along, it got turned into an empire and a dictatorship run by one guy, an emperor. And that's becoming more akin to what we're seeing here, where the executive branch just has so much power. But in my opinion, it's not even just the executive branch. The executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch, for the most part, are on the same team. They all have the same perspectives. They all are part of the same ideology because the same people educate these guys. I mean, the education system is pretty much all on board uh, to the same program, to the same uh, global government program and neoliberal world order and so that is a check and balance system which has been compromised as far as i could tell we can get into that conversation later that's a little bit more philosophical but yeah i mean the whole system seems compromised to me it looks like we're in some trouble uh stephanie rule says osha is doing this vax i said it whatever is doing the stabby mandate as an emergency workplace safety rule uh it is the ultimate workaround for the federal government to require stabbies so she seems to think that this is what's happening it's a workaround that seems to be legitimate surely there are going to be a flood of lawsuits in regards to all this stuff but yeah i mean there are millions of people who are now going to have to get this medical procedure if they want to keep their job keep their career and something to consider guys think of this is that um Say that you are at a corporation, and maybe you're at a company, who knows, and there is a competition going on to get a promotion. Well, who is the company going to want to promote? Well, they're probably going to want to promote the person who's going to have the stabby, because it could be in the future, and there is you know a high likelihood of this happening, given everything that's going on, that in order to fly on planes, in order to perhaps you know, travel, uh, you know, on an interstate highway from state to state. I mean, we've seen in Australia that you can't go past a certain point if you don't have the procedure done, but, uh, it could be that you're not able to take clients out to restaurants if you don't have the stabby and you don't have the passport. So you're much more likely to get promoted, uh, if you, um, get this procedure. And so there's going to be pressure on people to do that. And also consider this you could actually be demoted, right, if you don't get this procedure. Now, again, there are going to be lawsuits, but now with this as a precedent, now with OSHA getting involved, uh, it could be that they have a higher likelihood of making that case in court saying that, yeah, this person got demoted uh, because they didn't want to abide by the OSHA safety guidelines, right? And so these are all things to consider, and so... um, A lot of people are probably going to leave the workforce. Maybe they won't be able to find jobs elsewhere because employers who are looking at all this stuff happening are going to say, hey, we want to make sure that uh, people who are signing on to the company uh, don't have to put up with a lot of the external political and medical risks, which are now associated with this procedure. So we want to make sure you have the procedure, right? And so look at what they're doing in Australia here. Just listen to this. And we listened to this in a prior video of ours, but it's worth repeating so that we could sort of put this into context for what's happening in the United States. But just just open your ears and listen to this. To
1: protect the health system, we've got everybody locked down. We're going to move to a situation where to protect the health system, we're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice and for safety's sake and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up it's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place spreading the virus that's what they'll be that's what they'll be doing so there's every reason every- and
0: as far as i'm concerned the data isn't completely clear as to whether or not the variants are as a result of people and their immune system getting compromised because of the medical procedure or if it's because of, you know, unstabbied people getting the, uh, the disease and then having it evolve within them and among them and then compromising the people who got a procedure for a prior, um, for a prior variant. Uh, if that makes sense. I, as far as I'm concerned, that isn't confirmed. Uh, so just consider that.
1: Every reason uh, to get vaccinated. And there are appointments available, and there'll be even more appointments available throughout September, October, November. Let's get to those thresholds as fast as we possibly can. But yes, there's going to be a vaccinated uh, economy. And
0: But, I mean, this is going to require contact tracing, right? Because it's not just going to be people interacting with uh, you know people at a place of business, people are going to come home and if they're living with people who haven't had the procedure, well, who knows? What if that compromises them? Because presumably, then they're going to get a variant from that un, uh, from that person who hasn't had the medical procedure. And then they're going to go back to that place of business maybe the next day. And then maybe they could compromise everybody there. And so there's probably going to be contact tracing which plays into this. And one of the companies I was looking at for my digital currency group video uh, let me see which one it is. Uh, I believe it was Cambridge Blockchain, which I believe was actually acquired by the Digital Currency Group. Uh, they talk about doing contact tracing with blockchain. And so, yeah, uh, that's concerning. And we're going to talk about different cryptos, which are moving up a lot because of digital ID here. But just
1: let's you listen get to, to the You get to participate in that if you are vaccinated. Now, that's not right now because of course there's many more people who want to get vaccinated than we actually can get through the system but we're going to get to a point where everybody who can get vaccinated will have been offered the chance to do so and we are not going to have a situation well at least not in victoria where we lock the whole place down to protect people who won't protect themselves These go and get vaccinated
0: yeah so are they going to prevent you from being around people who are of the unclean uh, category because that's what you're going to have to do. Presumably if you want to prevent uh, this stuff from making its way back into these, uh, you know, economic uh, channels of commerce, right? So how far is this going to go is the real question. And we see that in some of these countries, they're setting up camps. They're setting up camps for people who need to be quarantined. And so, uh, things are getting a little bit concerning. And when I say a little bit, I mean a lot of bit. Uh, Lord have mercy on these people if they really go past a certain level with this because uh, I know that a lot of us won't. So um, so this is in Canada. Trudeau says provincial passports will be in an interim measure, will be an interim measure that, will, <laughs> that the federal government will introduce a formalized passport version. So they're federalizing these passports um and nothing is interim with the government. I mean, just remember it was fourteen days flat in the curve where eighteen months later they said that there wouldn't be any passports. now there are passports they say they said the uh procedure wouldn't be mandated now it's becoming ever more mandated. This is a giant grooming campaign it it's It's been that since the beginning, and I started to suspect back in June of last year, I'm like, this could be one giant campaign to usher in global tyranny. And back then that sounded a little bit crazy, but now it's obvious. Now it's totally obvious to most people. Um, and so let's go listen to Ms. Trudeau and see what she has to say.
1: And as a first step, since a number of provinces have chosen to step forward with a vaccine certification of their own, we have decided that the best way to do that is to work with each of them so that they are reasonably standardized across the country and so that there is a federal certification on that that will be accepted for international travel it is an interim measure perhaps will last a year or so um, before we bring in the formalized passport version of it
0: yep so in that's the coming inter- uh all right so let's go ahead and move on to the crypto news of today and how it relates to what we've been talking about so this is key guys just kind of factor this in now there are two different ways that you could look at the rise of Algrand over the last really two days. I mean, it's gone nuclear. Uh, it's it was like n- the number forty rank just a few days ago. And now it's at number seventeen, I believe. Yeah, it's at seventeen. Let's go ahead and refresh this. Uh, but look at this move, okay? Look at that move, and yeah, go nuclear. Now, what is behind that? Is the Money Today Show buying <laughs> all this Algrand? And go check out the Money Today show. We might be doing an interview with him on Monday. I don't know if I already said that, but, um, yeah, he was talking about Al Grand way on back here. So he's just done incredibly well. He's been talking about it for a long time, actually. Uh, so yeah, go give him a check. He talked about quant to he talked about main things, which are just like they've been going nuclear He's on top of the game. He sees everything that's happening He sees everything that we're gonna be talking about with the digital currency group. So check him out. He's got a lot of great key info, but look at this could it be because Ethereum has been shown to be rather inefficient. It has a lot of gas fees people don't want to deal with this and so they're going to different competitors to Ethereum like Algorand And that's why it's going nuclear. Maybe that's why Solana is going nuclear. Well, that's one perspective. That's one perspective, right? But also consider this. Algorand is working on launching digital stabby passports. Okay, and they've been in the works on this for a while now. They say, together, we are announcing the launch of a digital stabby passport on Algorand. As the first digital health passport for this disease, VitalPass will leverage Algorand's secure and accessible blockchain for stabby tracking in Latin America. And that's going to expand. Seems like Latin America is a big testing ground for a lot of this stuff. Excuse me. But looking at Algorand takeoff over the last two days with the news that just came out and the news which has been coming out, who knows? maybe this plays into that and also consider this this is another story that came out uh november 2020 last year and algorand said today info cert uh announced they will be creating a digital identity ecosystem on algorand leveraging algorand's asa functionality the disme's decentralized Digital identity platform will guarantee swift fluid and secure credential monetization processes So digital ids coming to Algorand and we see Algorand moving its way up in the rankings here Uh, so that's something to consider Uh, there's a lot of stuff behind ethereum again. Go check out money today show a lot of up behind solana xrp polka dot usd coin. That's jim brayer And so, yeah, Chainlink, World Economic Forum. So a lot of the coins which are moving their way to the top now are not your freedom coins. I mean, this is not money which is going to lead you to freedom. This is money which is going to lead you to absolute total tyranny and enslavement. Seriously, that sounds crazy. You've probably made a lot of gains on this stuff, so you're not thinking about that. But it's true. Bitcoin is totally tracked and traced. And there are like dozens of blockchain analytics forensics companies which are tracking it, know everything you're doing with it. And even when it leaves your wallet, they are tracking where it goes. And so if it gets involved with bad activities after it leaves your wallet, well, they're going to go back to you and say, hey, are you involved in all these activities? Maybe you're not. But even then, they're going to be looking into you, right? And as we're going to get into with the digital currency group, these exchanges that do KYC, not only do they check you out when you get onto the exchange to make sure you can get on, but they consistently monitor, monitor your activity so that they could make sure that you are qualified to stay on that exchange. And we've seen this with Gemini, which is, by the way, started by the Winklevoss tw- uh, twins, very big into Bitcoin um, and uh, different exchanges like Coinbase. And Coinbase is also a company which is heavily invested in by the Digital Currency Group. And if you send your funds, you know, another exchange like Trade Ogre, which isn't about KYC or maybe you send it to off wallets or something like that, well, People have been getting letters that say, hey, you can't use this exchange. Like, we've noticed that you're engaging in high-risk activity. And I think Vic uh, of Cake Wallet had this issue, too. And uh, Vic, what's up? If you're out there, how you doing? Uh, check out Cake Wallet, guys. Super key. We love Cake Wallet. Sponsor the channel. But, yeah, I mean, they can do that. There's a huge surveillance system involved, involved in a lot of this stuff. And look at the people who are pushing Bitcoin now. Jack Dorsey. Okay, Jack Dorsey of Square and Square is involved with a lot of these projects we're going to get into with the Digital Currency Group. Uh, He wants Bitcoin and Ethereum addresses to be integrated into people's profiles on Twitter, Okay, which is going to destroy privacy. And then you look at um, uh, shoot, Mike Novogratz, who was, I think, an ex-Goldman Sachs guy. You look at uh, Michael Saylor. We've talked about Michael Saylor here on the show. I'll make a link. But, uh, yeah, he runs a firm called MicroStrategy, which is a data collection company that has connections with Homeland Security. Uh, They have business relationships with TSA, the Department of Justice. So, guys, I mean, just understand that a lot of these coins which are making their way to the top are in the good graces of the people in power, okay? And the coins which are on your side, really... Infinity that is a scary project. Okay, if you haven't looked into that that's basically centralizing the internet to, like all together Like you have an you have to have an ID to get onto the internet is basically what that's about. So take a look at that Filecoin Jim V chain Jim uh, Just seriously guys all these coins up here near the top Not where you want to be you want to be in Monero. Okay, that's where you want to be guys cosmos is another uh That's another coin that money today show talks about. So yeah, the networks are being built. Everything's being built up guys and look at quant I believe quant is to some degree backed by JP Morgan money today If you're watching this correct me, but I believe that's what it is and look it's gone completely nuclear. So a lot of these coins which are uh, Or have been behind the scenes right for a little bit not really making many movements now they're on the move Algorand quant a lot of these different currencies and so, things could be getting ushered in. The new global financial system could be well on its way. So, things to consider, guys. Monero, key. $4.5 billion. That's a joke. It should be a trillion. Seriously. If everybody knew what it is that we were talking about here on this channel, which is why we have to get the word out, Monero would be going nuclear. And it's going to go nuclear at some point. I, it's almost, it's asymptotically approaching inevitable okay like i'm trying to not say inevitable but i think when people figure out about this stuff especially atomic swaps and Havana, the decentralized private exchange i mean it's just it's going to be crazy right so all that stuff being said let's go ahead and move on to uh, why it is we think black markets are also going to go nuclear which means that uh monero is also going to go nuclear because monero is pretty much the only currency now being used on the black markets. And again, check out our Monero mass adoption video. We talk about different uh, black market places which are opening up, which only use Monero. It's the only crypto that they're using is Monero. It's the trusted crypto for private transactions. And so they're not using Bitcoin anymore. They're not using pirate chain yet. Um, I suspect that the reason for that is, well, we, we just want to go with what we know. We know that Monero works. And even though Pirate chain may be more private or as private. Well, we know that Monero is private enough, so we're just going to use that. And I suspect that is the reason behind that. It's probably going to take pirate chain a little bit of time in order to build up that cred in order to be then admitted onto these marketplaces. Still love pirate chain, still very bullish, but look, that's just the reality, right? And it's, it's kind of funny. I have more people who I think comment about pirate chain on my videos, on my Monero Mete videos, than Monero or really any other crypto. So, it's kind of funny. So, uh, love you guys. Uh, we're having, by the way, I've been in contact with Draith, a pirate chain. He's like the pirate captain of the ship. And so, he's going to be coming on to do an interview sometime next week, I believe. Um, so, stay tuned for that. Subscribe. Okay. So, getting into this, this article from Mises by Thomas Lorenzo talks a lot about uh, how... Price controls, which I believe are coming because inflation is getting off the chain uh, and it's going to pressure uh, the people in political office and the corporations to keep prices controlled to a certain degree. Well, price controls have led to shortages and have led to black markets expanding for thousands of years. And that's what this article basically talks about. Uh, uh, It goes all the way back to like Egypt. Um, Let me see if I can just find a main point here. But, yeah, it goes all the way back to Egypt, Babylon, uh, Greece. The shortages created by price control laws created black market profit opportunities to the great benefit of the public. Yeah, and everyone has like a bad, uh, you know, connotation when they think of black markets. Guys, the black market is just the free market. It's people who are trading with each other. Without crazy mandates, without crazy price controls, or maybe they're using their own currencies even. Maybe it's just barter. It's people just trading with each other. That's all it is. Governments don't like black markets because they're markets which are outside of the control of governments. doesn't mean they're bad. Now, uh, I know it's not good for optics, right, for mass adoption into white markets, but I don't think white markets are going to be markets that we could easily have access to if you're in you know, the kind of position that I'm into, right? Being a Christian, being a lover of Western civilization, uh, somebody's not going to go along with whatever it is they're trying to do here, uh, the rolling out of a scientific dictatorship, which is run on the back of certain medical premises. I mean, that sounds not like what I'm trying to do. So, uh, yeah, I look at them quite promisingly. And, again, I don't know how to use the dark web. I've never used the dark web before. But with everything going on, I might have to figure out how to do that. So that has to be considered. And then we talk about Rome here. And so, yeah, just price controls. Never really fixed the problem. Early America with the Continental Congress. So, lot of history here. Uh, let's see. World War II, there were a lot of price controls. There was a lot of rationing, and so there's the expansion of a black market, so recall that. Uh, Let's keep looking here. With the wave of a hand or the flash of a legislative pen, and we've talked about this again with uh, Nixon back in 1971 because of the inflation in the uh, the 70s, uh, he enacted price controls as well. Led to shortages, led to the expansion of black markets, Uh, so... It's like the people in power never learn their lesson, they just get desperate and they knee-jerk response and you know, same thing always happens, right? The laws of economics are pretty consistent. With the wave of a hand or the flash of a legislative pen, they promise to make everything cheaper. And for more than 4,000 years, the results have been exactly the same. Shortages, sometimes of catastrophic consequence, deterioration of product quality, the proliferation of black markets on which prices are actually higher and bribery is rampant. And so this could happen if there are more shortages of raw materials, for example. Uh, there could be bidding wars between different Uh, consumers of suppliers or different manufacturers who need raw goods like maybe cobalt or copper or some of these other uh, raw materials, which could be hard to come by. I know that somebody in the mattress industry uh, is having trouble uh, sourcing foam. And then somebody had reached out to me uh, to talk about his business and he's having uh, issues sourcing certain uh, raw materials as well and sourcing certain products so that he could resell. And so Uh, what's going to happen? Well, a lot of these manufacturers are going to bid under the table for these goods. Maybe they invite these people from uh, these suppliers to expensive dinners. Maybe they try to curry good favor with them. Or maybe they just use Monero to give money to them under the table, uh, give them a little bit of a kickback so that they could secure that deal. And so those are things to think about. Um, And so, yeah, bribery is indeed rampant. Um, and think about this guys, if they roll out a central bank digital currency, which we've talked about a lot here on the channel, well, you're going to have shortages of cash and we're already seeing national coin shortages. So, you know, that's moving its way out. Uh, but let's say there's a shortage of cash and most of the money in circulation for us dollars, like I believe 95% of it is digital. There isn't a lot of cash out there. And so that being considered, if you want to engage with the black market, you're going to have to probably use a digital currency. And what digital currency are you going to use? Well, you're going to use Monero. You're going to use uh, private digital currencies. You're not going to use Bitcoin. I mean, these marketplaces won't let you use Bitcoin because it's totally tracked and traced. We've talked about many stories here on the channel uh, regarding people who get found out using Bitcoin, and then they get locked up. And so, uh, yeah, Monero is going to be huge in that regard. And if you guys will recall... Back in 2020, when um, you know people started to freak out about the bug and they started to run to the stores and buy hand sanitizer and gloves and masks and personal protective equipment, well, what was happening? Well, a lot of people were ahead of the curve, like we are here on this channel. We are way ahead of the curve, but they were going to these stores, they were going to these shops. And they were buying out all these supplies to then resell at a way higher price somewhere else. And so a lot of these people were going to Kroger, they were going to Winn-Dixie or whatever your local shop is, and they were buying out all the supply before people started to really figure this stuff out. And then they were selling that stuff in bulk uh, at a huge, huge markup on Amazon, on Etsy, and some of these other marketplaces. And I remember like a pack of N95 masks went from like ten dollars a box to like two to three hundred bucks I mean serious markups but look what happened uh, a lot of people protested Amazon and some of these other online marketplaces and said hey you can't allow these price gougers to operate on your platform this isn't fair and so then they're like yeah you're right okay and then they just got rid of them and so then people couldn't get any supply at all and then what happened to that supply well according to this article right here according to this research report a lot of it went to the dark web a lot of it went on the deep web marketplaces and so uh we'll just get down to this part right here uh we found that dark web marketplaces promptly respond to signals coming from the traditional economy, increasing or decreasing the supply of goods according to their availability on regulated markets. Uh, For example, protective masks appeared in dark web marketplaces in March when they were in short supply in the regulated economy and became more scarce on dark web marketplaces later on when masks could be easily bought in the shops. So if there are more shortages of even basic staple items, guys, like we're talking about food, we're talking about, uh, you know, kitchen equipment, or we're talking about, uh, you know, whatever, right? Toilet paper, who knows? Um, A lot of that stuff could end up being sold on the dark web. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's something to consider. We've also found that dark web marketplaces swiftly react to the changes in public attention as measured through Twitter posts, and Wikipedia page views. Finally, we registered spikes in the number of listings mentioning uh, the bug in correspondence with lockdown measures in March and October. Our results are of interest to different audiences. The academic community uh, may further explore the behavior of dark web marketplaces in relation to social changes. Policymakers can better understand the effects that new legislation have in the shadow economy. Practitioners may learn that dark web marketplaces posit additional threats to public health. Yeah, whatever. I'm tired of hearing about public health, frankly. I mean, especially in America, right, where McDonald's and all these fast food places do billions of dollars of business every year, and, uh, you know, these pharmaceutical companies get away with murder. I mean, it's just, I'm tired of hearing about public health. Okay, so, yeah, uh, you could read more about this, but basically what they're saying is that whenever there are price controls, whenever there are shortages, uh, there are going to be these goods popping up for a higher than average uh, cost on the dark web. And I suspect that's going to be happening a lot, especially if more people are having to use the dark web in order to buy goods and services that they can't buy because they go into malls. They can't go into grocery stores. They can't go into other things without having this medical procedure, which nobody's convinced is actually safe. Uh, Because I mean, I think the data is like, it takes like 10 years to actually come out with a safe, effective uh, medical procedure. But this came out in like a year. And, There's more research on this. I don't want to talk about uh, that because there's so much information out there. I'm not a specialist. There are smarter people you could go to. I just know my own personal decision in regards to this stuff, and this stuff is attractive. Okay, so let's talk about inflation. Let's talk about inflation here for a sec because that's going to play more into uh, shortages here. And remember, there are already shortages because of labor shortages and Given everything going on, I mean, there's going to be less incentive to have people go back to work. And if these people aren't going back to work, remember, the stimulus has mostly ended. The moratoriums have ended. Uh, The unemployment benefits, I think, have been phased out by now. And so a lot of people now have the incentive to go back to work, incidentally, at the same time that they just made this uh, imposition. So uh, it's not clear to me whether or not, like a lot of people are going to go back to work. Uh, especially if everyone's on Wall Street bets, right? And They're making big trades and, you know, they're trading cryptos or whatever. But, uh, so, maybe we might need more STEMIs. And if we need more stemmies, right? Because we have this interesting thing going on right now. Let's go ahead and just read this article so you guys understand where I'm coming from. Uh, U.S. stocks fall after massive miss on August job reports. So, Uh, Wall Street had expected about 733,000 jobs and we got 235. Now that's one of the biggest misses that I've ever seen. And so that means that people are not going back to work. Uh, there are a lot more job openings than people who, uh, are looking for jobs. So what are happening with everybody else? Uh, but here's the deal. This indicated to the fed that they may need to continue to support the economy Uh, because if people aren't going back to work and people aren't taking on jobs, that's their signal saying, oh, well, we're not reaching maximum employment, which is one of their mandates as the Federal Reserve, which means they have to continue to support the economy. But how do you continue to support the economy if inflation is at 5.4% as per the last print according to the CPI, and we all know on this channel, we've talked about this many times before, that it's way higher. It's probably more like 15 to 20%, perhaps even higher than that. Uh, And just looking at these news articles coming up, when we type in inflation rate expectations, inflation is just booming all over the world, including in countries which are hiking rates. Russia's hiking rates, Mexico's hiking rates, I believe New Zealand started a rate hiking cycle, Uh, and I believe that Ukraine is hiking rates too. So, they're all responding to this. We can't respond to this. We have too much debt. I, I think that if we we're to hike rates, like even 25 to 50 basis points, that would tank the U S stock market by like 10%. Seriously. I mean, that's how fragile everything is, but uh, yeah. So Russia is seeing inflation from Sydney to San Francisco uh, in Poland in the eurozone, And so, yeah, you're seeing inflation pretty much everywhere, right? Uh, French inflation is stronger than expected. Uh, Mexican inflation eased. Okay, well, they've been raising rates, right? So, uh, yeah, Turkey is just insane. The people in Turkey are insane. Like Erdogan, he keeps firing his central bank heads because his central bank heads keep saying, hey, uh, Mr. Erdogan, we have inflation out of control. We need to hike rates. And hiking rates is you know, considered a form of austerity. Uh, it makes it more expensive to get loans, and it causes sort of like a deflationary uh, impulse into the economy, which means that you know, it's kind of painful. And so, you know, people who get to the central bank, they try to raise rates. And then Erdogan's like, what have you done? And then he fires them. And then he hires somebody else and pretty much just says, hey, you're going to cut rates actually. And that should fix our inflation problem. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's just like, do it or I'll kill you. <laughs> and so he's just like, okay, fine. So yeah, inflation has gotten out of control in Turkey because there are a bunch of idiots over there. But uh, yep, that's going to put more pressure on corporations and uh, governments in order to cap prices, or they're just going to lie about inflation, and say that, uh, yeah, uh, they're just going to adjust the CPIs they have consistently done ever since 1980. They've made many, many adjustments to make it look less uh, worrisome, and it's another reason why they control gold and silver prices. Gold and silver is another inflation measure. Uh, this is not the case with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, which is why they haven't really controlled the price that much. Not that they would be able to, but the CFTC, the CMA group, uh, they have a pretty good handle on gold and silver prices. They prevent them from going up because if they go up, that's a sign of inflation. Which is why I love gold and silver. At some point, uh this manipulation is going to end, and. Uh, that's a whole other conversation to go into. You can check out our video on gold manipulation. I'll put that in the corner. But yeah, just a lot of developments. Very bullish Monero, very bullish private cryptocurrencies. And remember guys, if it's not private on the base layer, it can't be optimally fungible. Monero is a better cryptocurrency than Bitcoin, just as far as the tech goes. So that's all I have to say. I think we went through some pretty key content here. Let's go ahead and get full screen again. But yeah, I hope that you guys like the content. Remember to like the video uh, so that it moves up in the algorithms. We got to get this information out to people, guys. It's so key. It's so important. Uh, make sure that you share the links. Uh, make sure you donate at the addresses below. Uh, I've got Bitcoin, Cardano, uh, Pirate Chain, Darrow, Monero, all the great links for our favorite cryptos, except for Bitcoin. If I get that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Get it, in my cake wallet, and flip it in Monero because cake wallet makes that easy. So, uh, yeah, get cake wallet, guys. Super key. We love cake wallet, one of the sponsors of the channel. Thank you, cake wallet. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it, guys. God bless. More interviews coming for Haven uh, and Pirate Chain next week. I've got an interview with Arctic Mon, assuming that I can get this jitsy thing figured out. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. You guys take care. God bless. Be safe.